Hello, hello, ho, 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 ho. We welcome you today to Love is Spoken Queer, Gospel Topics, LGBTQ plus voices. I'm Dustin Larson. And I'm Renee Hernandez. I did that last year too. I did that same opening last year and I got just as much joy out of it this year than I did last year. But Renee had the exact same reaction. Did you enjoy that, Renee? I did, but at the same time, I wanted to pretend I wasn't even part of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, listeners, if you haven't guessed by that opening, this is our Christmas episode. It's one of my favorite. I love a themed episode, especially the Christmas episode. So yeah, I think we have, we had three a year. We had the Easter, but there wasn't a very special opening to that. We had Halloween, which is always my favorite to do. And then we have Christmas. So yeah. So listeners out there, we hope that you are enjoying your holiday season thus far. You're doing it safely. You're doing it lovingly with your given or your chosen family. So we just wanted to have a very special Christmas-themed episode for you to drop in your feed. Not only because it's part of the Come Follow Me curriculum, but also it's because we love you and we want to give you a little bit of joy this holiday season. So, Renee, for our status update, it's going to be a little bit different. How about we do kind of one of our favorite learnings from this past year? It doesn't have to be spiritually based. It could be spiritually based. But from 2021 which was a lot like 2020. (laughs) What is one of your big takeaways from this year? Dustin, are we talking about from the podcast or life? Both, whatever. Okay, great. So I'm going to probably choose one from life. I think, well, actually, let me start with the podcast. The podcast was pretty simple. For me, I think the podcast taught me a lot about being able to come into the readings that we are asked to do from the church, especially for Sunday school. With intention, I love that every week that we do the podcast, there's always a different theme or a different lens that we're looking through it. It is always from the queer perspective, but it's always using a different word, right? And I feel like for me, that gave me the experience to really think about the scriptures that I sometimes have read a lot from a different perspective and from a different view or focusing it on something how it relates And I really genuinely appreciate that. So I did want to say thank you to Dustin, who constantly came up with the theme to making that possible for me. And is that something that I have found very valuable and very helpful in my own growth of the literature this year? Now, life experience for me is I've learned that in life, trusting Heavenly Father with all you have, like the hurt, the joys, the anything, it becomes vital, especially when you have moments that are really incredibly difficult and hard. Because you never know what path he has prepared for you or what kind of growth you need to do through those struggles. And I, that, I know that sounds hard to say and sometimes to even live, but I genuinely came to believe that more so than ever this year as I had some of the best things happen to me, but some of the hardest things too that I thought I was not going to recover from. And I did. And I think I came back from it a lot better and a lot more knowledgeable and a lot more spiritual than when I went in. So I definitely want to say that I know that got like kind of deep and heavy and I wish I could share more details, but I feel for my myself, I will just leave it there in the general Give yourself into prayer and Heavenly Father will definitely shape you into something beautiful. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Like, I'm glad that you were able to find solace in this podcast and in life. And I'm glad that you were able to take the Doctrine and Covenants journey with me. Well, thank you, Dustin, for bringing me along. One thing that I learned from this past year is that I can find, again, the sacred in anything that I kind of trying to find it in. I This is the first time I think I've read in recent memory the Doctrine and Covenants from cover to, well, 
word for word. <laughs> there wasn't so much a cover because I read it digitally. But anyways, I found that I was able to read the Doctrine and Covenants and find my queer identity within it. And I, it's really, it's always a nice, pleasant surprise to see that I'm able to do that. I saw it with the Book of Mormon. I saw it with the Doctrine and Covenants. And now I can take it with me into the other aspects of my life. So that's what I learned this past year. And Renee, the season is the season of giving. It's a season of gifts, both physically and spiritually. You know what a gift is that we could give to our listeners right now? I don't know. There's so many gifts I can think of. But you know what I think they deserve, Dustin? It's one haiku hallelujah. Exactly. So this is your last haiku hallelujah for the year. Actually, yes, for the year. I think it is. Well, at least within the the come follow me context. But anyway, so yes, this is our haiku hallelujah, <laughs> and we are going to be talking about you guessed it, Christmas. We're going Christmas. to be giving our queer perspective of Christmas. And Renee, who would you like to go first? Well, how about you know what? I, it's the spirit of giving. I'm going to say you can take it away. Oh, well, thank you. So here I go. Here's my haiku hallelujah on Christmas. Christmas time is here. Time to bring your loved ones near. Peace and joy to all. Why do I feel like you took a Christmas song and turned it into haiku? It sounded so Christmassy. Well, I also I also use the same line that I used last year because I have to because it's the peanuts. The Christmas time is here. <laughs> yeah. See. Okay. Yeah. So it is from lyrics from a song. Okay, that makes yeah. it feel better. Yeah. So now I'm excited to receive your haiku, Luya. All right. Well, my haiku is actually kind of similar to yours. It's funny. It's time for Christmas. Of gifts this arriving soon. Will you be ready? Oh, what gift is this? Is this the gift of Jesus? <laughs> yes, it is. In Jesus both sen- Christ. In both sense of the words, like he's coming his birthday or he's coming for the second coming. Like it could work both ways. It works. Right. He's arriving soon. You better be ready. So Renee, as a queer person of faith, what first comes to mind when you hear the word Christmas? Can I be honest with this one? When I think of Christmas, nothing comes to, to mind from the queer lens. I feel like for me, it, it's like a double-edged sword. Because when I think of Christmas, I think of my family. That's always my first thought. Because they're the ones who I develop my traditions with, who I spend my time with, who we open presents with, who we have all the delicious food with, family and friends, right? And what it makes me think of when I think of the queer perspective is almost the sad fact of so many people who can't do that because of the exclusion that happens in some families of not wanting their, you know, their persons in the family gatherings because of who they are. And so it almost takes a sad, like a sad note there as well. Or it makes me think of a lot of individuals who have to feel like they, they're away from home and they get to be more expressive and free. And when they return home, they have to put it back in the closet. And I think it's because there are many moments in my life over the course of the years of Christmas where I lived those spaces, not the first one. My family has always been accepting in the sense of like not kicking me out of the house, but the other ones for sure. So whenever I think of Christmas, I think of the beautiful, happy moments tradition, but also the hard moments that can come with it when you're queer. But that's that's me. But more than anything, I think of Jesus Christ and how this is a moment where we get to talk about his birth. And it is amazing because it's one of the only few times in the whole year where it's all focused on him and presence. But hopefully the presence that people focus the most in is his birth. Thank you for sharing that. I I had similar thoughts as well. Like I think 
when I think of a queer person of faith and Christmas, it's kind of bittersweet. I do think about the the feeling of loneliness that a lot of people feel around this time because of the rejection of their family. But then I also think of like the positive progress that has been made in society that I hope will start to permeate into the religious spheres out there, especially like, I don't know the last time I watched so many Christmas specials, like I usually watch them, but I usually don't watch like the newest ones. I think it was like a good couple years ago when I was at my sister's and we just watched all the like cheesy ones on Netflix. I, I Yeah, it was like the Christmas princess or the Christmas prince or something like that. I can't remember. But anyways, so this year I watched both old and new specials. I watched new Single All the Way. Have you heard of Single All the Way? Mm-hmm. Have you seen Single All the Way? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's it's cute. I I keep telling people that it will give you a cavity because it's just that sweet. Because everybody in it is a little too understanding, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about when it comes to understanding. There's a particular character that you're like, huh? You're really understanding <laughs> when you should be. You shouldn't be this understanding. But anyways, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who haven't watched it yet. But I thought it was a really cute message that I hope every family can be like down the road. I really hope that we can all be this understanding. I'm now I'm talking about the family. Well, I, I hope that wasn't a spoiler. But anyways, this the family in it is really understanding and they're really supportive. And I'm hoping that this is commonplace in everyone's homes in the future, especially religious homes and queer people of faith's homes. But because I, I think that's where a lot of the hurt and loneliness comes because Christmas was born out of a religious holiday. And that's the time you feel the most alone because a lot of religious people kind of turn their back on queer people faith. So I hope we can turn that around. And I, I think by having all of these queer Christmas specials or queer holiday specials out there is a sign of the times. And I really hope that it'll sort of sway the hearts and minds of other people. And I just read today that the first, I think it was the called The Christmas House, which has Jonathan Bennett, who was Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls. He was in this Hallmark movie. I can't remember his co-worker's name, but it was called The Christmas House, I think, which apparently was the first queer kiss in a Christmas special and on a Hallmark channel. So that made it part of LGBTQ history. So a couple costume pieces, a signed script, and a few props are now being entered into the Smithsonian because they are part of this LGBTQ history. I just read this today, which I thought it was kind of, huh, really? But yeah, so apparently it's its first of two different things. The first gay kiss in a holiday special and then the first gay kiss on the Hallmark channel. So apparently that makes you make history. Sorry, if I may add, I'm actually going to out myself here, but I am actually one of the biggest Hallmark Lifetime, Netflix, Disney, uh, Christmas movie watcher out there. Um, I'm sure there's much bigger ones, but I actually watch some on, I have like a, basically a timetable. So I keep track of all of them. And I actually did know this fact. And actually in 2020 was the first time that all those networks released the first uh, gay couple, either as the principal actors or supporting roles. So like the one you're talking about, they, they play a supporting role to the main characters, but still they're showcased and they have a beautiful story of um, bringing a child into their family, which is really well done. What I've loved with all these movies recently, including Single All the Way that you watched, is that they're not making it stereotypical. They're making it more like it's just another part of that experience. So instead of just being like the queerness is all of it, they focus as the queerness is who they are. The issue is the fact that he's single. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I love that. And so they moved away from the idea of a family who's not accepting and moved from the idea that 
it's just a per- it's just part of who he is. They don't really even focus on it. You know what I mean? And so that's really a, they focus on it in the right ways, I guess I should say. Um, so I love that you brought it up because Christmas does bring that up. I was recently talking how this expands outside of Christmas, but within the last few years, more and more TV shows have been able to include that uh, the astral queerness in their shows, and they're becoming the first of this or the first of that to start doing things like that, right? Which is super awesome, I think, and wonderful that that's starting to happen. And so it makes me happy that Sing All The Way was another movie that highlighted that and you know uh the one with uh the dude who plays adam samuel on mean girls aaron samuel yeah, so, but aaron <laughs> i don't know his name i only saw mean girls once and twice on broadway his his hair looks really sexy pushback <laughs> oh does it well, the no, young version of him or the old version that's of a him? line that's a line from the movie where she goes oh i, I think dude. i think i think your hair's really sexy pushback katie don't you think his hair's sexy pushback goes your hair's really sexy push back it's like her dangling a piece of meat in front of it. it's really good it's funny <laughs> but anyways if we didn't sell you sing all the way enough and you're a britney fan out there there is a britney dance sequence to my only wish this year santa can you hear me and they play a pretty big chunk of the song so i'm glad that britney was freed before this premiered so that way she could get those royalties so Again, bring it all the way back to Britney. But anyways, that was one of the great new ones that I watched. But then I went back and I revisited some older sort of holiday specials. I went and I rewatched Mickey's Christmas Carol because me and my friend Lindsay, we actually recorded a bonus episode of Fairy Gospel where we discuss a Mickey's Christmas Carol from a queer person and an ally's point of view. So listeners out there, watch for that in your feed. I think I'll drop it in both of our podcast feed so that way you can listen to it it's a nice little quick listen and it'll get you in the holiday mood and another special that i watched was a charlie brown christmas and i didn't realize how bratty those kids are they are mean they are mean to charlie brown for no reason at all other than they can be mean but anyways one of the reasons why i went back and i watched well i guess it kind of shows the character arc as well because they're very commercially focused when it comes to Christmas and then by the end they learn the true meaning of Christmas and they're not so mean to Charlie Brown anymore. But so I guess there needs to be a character arc for you to get from here to there. But anyways, one of the reasons why I went back and watched it is because this past Sunday at my church's musical uh special Sunday where it was focused on Christmas I was actually asked by a member of the bishopric to go up and read those lines that Linus said. I thought Linus actually had a lot more lines, but it turns out it's just like the last four lines of like that Christmas story before Christ is born or anything like that up until the manger. But anyways, so when I was told that I was going to read <laughs> this in front of the congregation, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see how Linus kind of <laughs> presented this so that maybe I can invoke some some Linus into my performance. And he read a little bit faster than I wanted to, and it was a little bit quicker than I wanted it to. So I slowed it down a little bit and I got a little more meaning into it. And I wore blue to symbolize Linus's <laughs> blanket, but that's that's what I did. But it was a perfect sort of preparation for this episode as well, because in the readings, they mostly focused on Jesus the Christ, which I actually haven't 
read before. So I was really glad that I was able to take the opportunity to read it. But they also went back to the traditional Christmas scriptures, which is found in Luke 2. And the one that really jumped out at me going back and reading it from a queer perspective is verse 10. And it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And I said, as a queer person of faith, I find comfort and joy in knowing that no one is excluded from the blessings of Christ's sacrifice. All people are included, no matter their experience or life journey. And I think that was a really great reminder that that is the true meaning of Christmas, is what Christ was able to do for us through his sacrifice. And no one is excluded from that as long as you have the desire in your heart to do what's right or to live honestly. And so I thought that was a great reminder that Linus had to remind Charlie Brown and the rest of the Peanuts exactly what the true meaning of Christmas was. And then I was able to have inspiration for sharing it with the congregation. I love that you did that. Did anyone catch on to it and coming note that to you? Or was it all just like, just you were happy inside that you did it? That I that I referenced Linus and then wore blue? It was just me. Oh, okay. But I did my research. I, I, I look for an iconic performance, an actor who did this this reading before me and I took a little bit of the childlike faith that Linus exhibits and then I put it into my performance. So Linus, I thank you for you to walk so that I could run. <laughs> but Renee, what what about the this manual in regards to Christmas? What kind of jumped out at you? Really, I always love the um I, I, did you get a chance to read The Living Christ? I did. Okay. So for me, the living Christ is what stands out for me. I've been saying it wrong. I've been saying Jesus the Christ. It's the living Christ, correct? Yeah, Jesus the Christ is the book. It's a ah. big, fat book. The living Christ is the testimony of the apostles. There we go. So yeah. so listeners, that's what I meant. But continue. <laughs> ah, I didn't even catch you saying that. I'm sorry. I should have corrected you because I've read both. So I think my brain was like, you know, I thought maybe you were talking about Jesus the Christ. No, um, I'm talking okay. about the living Christ. So, or whatever. What is it? Living the Christ? living Christ. Okay, you the living right. Christ. There we go. <laughs> so this is something that I not a lot of people know about me, but every time that I read the proclamation to the family, I always leave, read the living Christ. Part of that reason was when it was first the proclamation of the family was first given to me was right after I received um, a patriarchal blessing. But it also included the living Christ. I received them all together, my patriarchal blessing, the living Christ, and the proclamation of the family as all the different things that just came part of it, right? And in reading it, I've always loved it because it gives me a chance to really understand who Jesus Christ is from the perspective of the apostles and also really understand how I view the Lord as my Messiah and the role he plays in my life and um, the things that he accomplished from his ministry to coming to life, from being born in such a humble birth. And just being able to hear the prophets and the apostles acknowledging that has always been really close to my heart and impacted things really strongly. And so for me, in studying the proclamation, to the, uh, excuse me, from the Come Following Manual, that those are the pieces that most greatly impacted me because it truly highlights some of the major pieces of who Jesus Christ was by using the testimonies of the apostles of old, so the writings in the Bibles, uh, the Book of Mormon, and also by having the testimony of the current apostles bearing their testimony. Uh, the way they finish this is that Jesus is the living Christ, the immortal Son of God. He is the great, great King Emmanuel who stands today on the right hand of his Father. He is the light, the life, and the hope of the world. 
His way is the path that leads to happiness in this life and eternal life in the world to come. God be thanked for the matchless gift of his, of his divine son. And for me, the Lord has blessed my life so much that I fully agree with this statement by the apostles and the living Christ. So for me, that's kind of what stood out when I was thinking, I think of Christmas, I think of the Lord, and I think of the gift that he is in my life. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for <laughs> correcting or confirming my correction that I did not read Jesus the Christ. I read the living Christ. Maybe I should. Maybe that's a call for me to go and read Jesus the Christ. But yeah, so this was if the first- If you do read it, be forewarned, it is a very heavy book. I read it on my mission and it took me a while to read it. Uh, gotcha, Just a heads up. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So I read The Living Christ for the first time. And one of the passages that kind of jumped out at me, it says, his gospel was a message of peace and goodwill. He entreated all to follow his example. He walked the roads of Palestine, healing the sick, causing the blind to see and raising the dead. And I said, as a queer person of faith, it is important to use my unique experiences to remind others that the focus of Christmas should be on Christ and his ministry. The greatest gift is to serve others, and I'm proud to belong to a community that amplifies this message. So I just want to finish by saying that I'm I'm glad for this time of year, not only for the holiday specials it brings, but it also brings the focus back to the true reason for the season, which is Christ and not only his birth, but then his death and his sacrifice that he gave us. And we need to really try our best to make sure that we never lose focus of that throughout the rest of the year. Because I think it will make a lot of our interactions with those around us a lot smoother if we continue to see them as Christ sees them and continue to minister to them as he would have us minister to them. And I think a lot of the problems in the world would be corrected. I'm, 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 making a lot easier <laughs> than it than it actually is. But I think if each person kind of goes about their life just thinking about how Christ would minister to to other people, I think the world would be a lot more peaceful place. And I think that's what we're all trying to go for. And love, understanding, joy to the world and all that sort of stuff. So I really think that we need to take this message of Christmas with us throughout the rest of the year. So that way we can continue to build Zion on earth right now. So that we all can experience it when the time is come for Christ to come again. If I may add to my final thought, I think it's beautifully done that when they chose the, to talk about Christmas and the couple and they chose the living Christ. I think the more we have the opportunity to remember and study the Lord, especially at the, around this time where it's more focused does really give us an opportunity to reframe the year that we've lived and how we want to progress moving forward. And if I'm encouraged, all those that identify as queer and wherever you may be in your spiritual journey, trust in the Lord if you can. Humans and mortals let us down, but the Lord never has and never will. But I know that the journey to come to understand that is different. So I encourage you, especially at this time when most of us become more reflective, that hopefully you take the time to reflect and grow and learn and see if he can be a seed that can grow in your own heart. Thank you for sharing that. And I think right now is a great place to take a short break. And welcome back from the break. You are listening to Love is Spoken Queer. And Renee and I have just finished discussing Christmas through our queer perspectives. And Renee, I'm going to do the calling a little bit differently this year. We're going to repeat kind of what we did last year. So rather than what you feel called to do based on our discussion, what do you look forward to the most in the upcoming year? I look forward to continuing my program and education to all the beautiful experience I've been to live with my races 
and to connect further with friends, family, and uh, a certain person that I'm currently with. So I am very much looking forward to all those different things. Really my connection to the humans that I surround myself and the new ones that I have yet to meet. How about yourself, Dustin? What are you looking forward to most this new year? I'm looking forward on focusing back on me and not in like in a selfish way, but in a way of getting my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health all back on the same level because they've been fluctuating the last couple of years, which I'm sure other people have been fluctuating as well. But I'm ready to level them all out and put a more focus on it because I know I haven't been treating my body the best by not working out and by eating not the healthiest of things more often than I probably should. So I'm looking really forward to focusing back on myself so that way I can be a better friend, nephew, niece, not niece. <laughs> so that way I could be a better friend, family member, and hopefully find a special someone. But anyways, focus on me first. I love it. Focus on you, Dustin, but don't become overly self-focused. Oh, I won't. I won't. The moment that happens, I want you to slap me. <laughs> Give me a question <laughs> now. Listeners out there, you're witnesses to this. But anyways, Listeners, we just want to, again, thank you for listening to us this past year. And if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share, Christmas wishes, Christmas memories, or any of that, feel free to send them into lovespokenqueer at gmail.com. And you can find us on social at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And Renee, do you have any words you would like to share with the listeners the last of this year that you'd like them to take into the new year? I think it's just as you move into the new year, if you haven't and you want to take it as a new start, do it. Um, I'm a firm believer that it's never too late. Start now. Start at the beginning of the year, however you feel it, to try new things. As queer individuals of faith, our journey is unique and it's fun and we have a lot of support from the Lord and also a lot of trials and stuff coming our way. But start now. Start at the beginning of the year, but start. And I think you'll discover, I don't know, awesome things this coming year, I think. Uh, Well, thank you for sharing that. And listeners out there, thank you for listening. And remember to always be true to you. And love one another. Until next time. Bye. Ciao. You've just listened to another episode of Love is Spoken Queer. If you want to join in on the conversation, feel free to send us an email at our Gmail account, which is lovespokenqueer at gmail.com, or send us a direct message on our social channels. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you really love our episodes and our show, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That is the fastest way for us to share our words with everyone out there. So again, thank you for listening.